0: Episode 2 of Talking Jacks. On today's episode, we're going to do a deep dive through uh, the mid season review of the Charlotte Independence's season thus far and what we can expect going forward. Um, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook. Uh, we are facebook.com slash Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at talkin' jacks. We would love to hear from you. Uh, give us feedback, um, ask us questions, give us topics and things you want us to discuss. Um, as the podcast goes on through the year every tuesday today i'm joined in studio by my co-host ben hello how you doing today ben
1: doing great ready Mm -hmm. to get this thing going excited for the to break down each and every game in detail maybe not every game but every goal of every game (laughs) every pass we're going to talk about how good it was how it could have been better no we're not going to do that we're not that professional maybe not but But yeah, so we're going to just talk about uh, different things for the the independent season here, the ups and the downs, how we felt as fans and
0: things like that. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. So the independents started off the season pretty slow. Uh, The record, we're going to go through the first five games, the next five games, and then we're going to kind of catch up, it's seven games after that, it doesn't break down exactly perfect. So uh, do the best we can with an, an odd number yeah you know USL <laughs> scheduling and all that it's not the best but anyway so we opened the season um, with a lot of hype and a lot of attention surrounding that first game at UNC Charlotte yeah a lot of excitement going into that first game against Charleston, especially against a, a
1: mutual rival there too uh, a team we've, we've played against a lot um, and we had a lot of returning players there too so I thought there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of excitement. Uh, I was interested to see where the season was going to go against a, a tough opponent, opponent in Charleston, which obviously ended up being a very tough opponent uh, as the season uh, later went on that we noticed. But, yeah, there was uh, a lot of worries, I thought, going into the first game that I felt because as much as we had returning players, I, I felt like we maybe didn't replace some players that had left. Uh, and We'll definitely talk a little bit more about that later on. In this uh, podcast here, but but how did you feel going into the Charleston game?
0: I was just really excited. Um, you know, being my first season as a season ticket holder, um, and then it, it just kind of felt electric going into mm. the season. Like that game. Unfortunately, the game was kind of going up against uh, Final Four weekend, which contained North Carolina and South Carolina. So we were kind of battling yeah. against <laughs> a, a um, an opponent off the field as well yeah which has also kind of been a theme of the independent season <laughs> yeah if you will <laughs> um it kind of foreshadowed maybe some things to come uh, but but uh, overall i was just so excited um you know unc charlotte has a beautiful soccer facility up there gorgeous location um, too. and it was you know we all hung out at the at the pub across the street before the game and yeah. I, that's where I met you for the first time, actually. Yeah. So we became fast friends.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Flying saucer is a great place to uh, grab a pint, hang out with friends, and it's it's right near the UNCC too, which was really nice.
0: Yeah, so that was so that was great, and then the game itself, obviously, uh, was a little bit of a disappointment. I think. Yeah. I think what I wrote in my article was that we were disappointed. But at the same time, it was a very attractive game. We just didn't have the finishing, which also yeah. kind of foreshadowed what would come in the <laughs> next few games and the next month or so of the season.
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting to look back at that game, seeing how much of a possession we had, especially given that opponent. It was it was frustrating to get a loss there, considering we had so much possession. Uh, this has been the the first real season that I've deeply looked at things and as far as stats and things like that and and kept track of the independence on a week-to-week basis and and players and whatnot but there was some mild disappointment I mean it was it was a 2-0 loss it 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 felt a lot closer to that I would think Um, it felt like we were really close in the first half but Charleston's a strong team and and they they definitely deserved that win and got the best of us so
0: yeah and I think um, one of the things that Aaron, our battery rider, was saying is that that's basically the typical Charleston, uh, game plan. Not when they go on the road is that yeah. they, the first half, they just bunker in, tr- try not to give up a goal. And in the second half, um, they kind of, once they're settled in, that's when they go for, uh, go for the win. And it, it worked out for them that game. They won two zero. Um, unfortunately that was the game that Bilal Duckett went down yeah, um, towards the end. And, um, ended up resulting in, in in him having surgery which was really a uh, that that put a strain on us from the start absolutely and that would definitely be a, a probably a
1: theme for the first couple games that we had where missing him especially when he did finally go out with that injury uh for surgery it, it was tough there uh there was a lot of and it was one thing that i noticed uh not to jump ahead too head there but for the next couple games it was the first time as an independence fan that I was worried about our defense. Um, cause last season, Cody was great when he played. Burner was, was good when he played as well, maybe not as good as Mazzell, but that's a whole nother topic, of course, uh, for, from last season. But there was, there wasn't as much of uh, connectivity on our back line. I felt like, um, there was a lot of ins and out, And even in the first game, uh, we had uh, started Wechter and Duckett, which surprised me because I wasn't aware that uh, Henry was injured. Uh, and that, the, that combination well, of Henry and uh, Bilal. I
0: think I think Wechter started at left back that Charleston game.
1: Oh, you know what?
0: Because he start he played left back for the first few games of the season. Yeah, before you are all right. Went down and then it's he been a long went back to his um his more natural position at center back. Yeah, but um, but he he's another story, and we'll kind of touch on that later, but. So they, they take the 2-0 loss, and then mm-hmm. they go into the next few games. So we won't go game by game. So the first five games, their record was 1, 2, and 2. One win, two losses, and two ties. Yep. Um, and, and they played some weaker opponents in that stretch as well, opponents that later in the season they, they beat pretty handily. So some of yep. those, those ties, especially um, away to Orlando City and then at home, up in Winthrop, or down in Winthrop. Yep, against um, the Riverhounds. Against the Riverhounds. That one especially was really disappointing because yeah. they, both teams, you know, they gave up the goal early. Yeah, I think like the they scored in like
1: the fourth or second minute. It maybe was, even the it second was minute. It was really
0: early. It was one of those where we got caught on the counter. Um, yeah. And I think that might have been Wechter's first game at center back. And so he's, you know, yeah, playing a that position that he's right. played his whole life, but... It's a shuffle in the back and, line which is not easy for anybody, perfect, I would imagine. Yeah, and I think the he he made one mistake. He he took a step. Yep. He he tried he was a little too aggressive trying to cut off um who was it? It was Banjo. K Banjo, K yeah. K Banjo. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, and he made he, a good move, no he, doubt and, about and it. And he scored from a really tight angle. It was yep. it was I'm not trying to take anything away from from the goal. That was that was a great goal. And then just I don't know, five minutes later, I think it was Spees won a penalty.
1: Yeah, Spees won a penalty. And Herrera, Herrera knocked it past uh, the pink-wearing goalkeeper for yes, the, the, the Riverhounds. Yes, the hot pink. Pepto-Bismol has yeah, been crawling him in the stands. Pretty entertaining yeah. moment there. But, but yeah, after, it was I that, felt like we should have won that game. Uh, it was a pretty dull rest of the game, all, all, all I would say. Uh, but then going against St. Louis... Um,
0: Enzo came back. Yes, that was (laughs) (laughs) he returned. Our MVP (laughs) of
1: last year had returned, and he he didn't take long to leave a mark in that game. I was about to look up. Yeah, he scored. Well, we went down
0: early again. Yeah, I think it was a miscommunication, something along um, those lines between. I don't even remember who it was. It was a back. I think it was Duckett in it was a back pass to Mazzell. Yeah, and I don't think Cody was as far off his line as. You said you thought it was Duckett. I I'm pretty remember. sure it was Duckett. We'll, we'll say yeah. Duckett. Maybe been a, if a if it brass was,
1: situation then. that messed up there. But yeah. all in all, Jose Angulo, uh, he made the goal. He put he it behind Mazel there. Uh, but it didn't take long for Enzo to end up uh, capitalizing on it in a moment there. In eighth minute, he scored a goal. Shortly after that, scored a second goal. I don't remember which one was the one where he just made a fool of St. Louis's defense. I, f- I feel like
0: it was the second one. Um, I honestly can't I, remember I, though. I don't remember the first one what no, I think it was the first one because the first one was the one where Alex hit that long through ball. Yep. And technically he didn't get an assist for it because USL. for whatever reason they were saying I think they were trying to say that a defender may have touched it Maybe, between I but, don't which know. I don't know. It looked you know, but whatever. Yeah. Enzo made a couple of he made two defenders. Look silly. I yeah. think he won gold the week, silly, that week. If he scored, he did. I think he did win gold. Yeah. I think you're right.
1: He came back strong, which was exactly what we needed. Yep. And uh,
0: he, he. And then, um, Ekra had a nice assist on the second goal. I remember. Yeah. That was I the. Guess, yeah. That was the moment where all of us as fans and as writers on the site we we saw Ekra play with the with his back to goal. You mm-hmm. know, he was playing in the forward position. Um, took the ball, made a nice turn, and pass it. To yep. to Enzo and he ended up I scoring, kind and that's of where about that, and that's where that we really saw. Cool we said, okay, now I understand what the coaching staff is seeing with Ekra up top. Yep. Well, we haven't really seen a whole lot of that since as well. So that that was another thing that we were kind of that was another early experimenting thing in the with. Season. At the yeah, beginning there was a lot of, of experimentation. Was, it
1: felt like there with Wechter moving around a little bit on the back line. Um, and Jan playing forward. Yeah, because he was, was traditionally. A, defensive mid, or I know center mid there it uh, yeah, the season before, and he was Chris great swears, last Chris year.
0: swears he's the one of the best central midfielders on the team. Yeah. He's he, just he's not playing great. that position I, anymore. There,
1: I have nothing but respect for that guy, because he's really difficult to stop. There's been a handful of games where he's had two, three guys around him, and they can't get him down yeah. and get the ball from him, which is... That's
0: kind of his new role, I think, is he comes in to um, in close games and mm-hmm. kind of shores up the the midfield, and is hard and very hard to take the ball from absolutely. But yeah, so they wrap up that game. They go to Rochester, um, and they just Old get Rochester. clubbed four um, zero. And that such was a
1: difficult game too yeah. because going into it, I was I was like, I really want to beat them. We lost to them in the playoffs. Yeah, it the was revenge really, factor. Yeah, there were I was really looking for a win there, especially just coming after the St. Louis win. But Rochester, they're always a really good team. They're coached really well. They've got a solid group of guys up there. Wallfall, he, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he scored the first goal against us yep. in the playoffs that last was, year on a free kick.
0: Oh, in the playoffs. Yeah, and okay. he definitely
1: did against the last one, and it was just outside the box. If I remember right, I don't even think it was a foul. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm an Independence fan. What are you going to do? But, yeah, they get the foul. He converts the first one, and that you could just feel. And even from the beginning of the game, Rochester was controlling that game.
0: Yeah, they really were.
1: They must, they've probably watched a lot of our tape where we wanted to control possession. We wanted to control momentum. We didn't get I, it. I don't even think it took two, three, five minutes into the game for Rochester to really take control of that game, unfortunately. And obviously the score dictated that too, which was one of the only games we hadn't scored a goal in, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, the, we, they won 4 um, 0. They beat us very handily. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, but it was...
0: That was the... I think that was probably our worst performance of the season. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it, uh, it was just disjointed from the start, and then it never really got better.
1: Yeah. And I, I would even say that... Because one thing I've noticed looking at different teams and whatnot is... And what I think has spurred our later the season streak there is... They have a lot of guys that will continually start. So you're not worried about guys coming in and what they're going to be doing or how they're going to work with the system. Uh, They have a lot of veteran guys on that team who know what they're doing. They know what their position on in the team is and where they need to be and everything, which goes a long way. I I would say when where the positions for or where the standings are for different teams in the league right now.
0: Yeah, consistency is huge. I mean, we talked about the backline injuries. I don't remember the exact stat, but I remember at one point and it might have been towards the middle of the season we had played like six or seven different backline combinations. Yep. And I don't think we had played a single game with the same backline. Yeah, it was shuffling a lot. Which it was a lot. Between Coach injuries his work suspensions cut out for him at the beginning and, of the year. Yeah. That's for sure. So uh, we'll go to the next section, games six through ten. Uh, the record in those games was two, one, and two. So hmm. we saw a little bit of an uptick um, yep. in the performance. That was when they had their huge win over New York Red Bulls 2, yeah. um, the 5-1 game, which was, in my opinion, that was the turning point of the season. I would definitely say um, so. Um, that was the first time they put together really a complete game. Mm-hmm. They still fell behind early, which is still a problem. Or yeah. maybe not in this most recent run, but yeah. that was a big problem early on is that they were go behind first, early.
1: Yeah, it always felt like – because I think the first handful of games, we let up a goal within the first 30 minutes.
0: Yeah, and this one was Every very time, similar. It was, it was similar except that that goal really kind of came against the run of play. Like we, mm. we weren't playing terrible in, okay. that, in that first half. Uh, I know you weren't at that game. That was Yeah, one I wasn't at that
1: game. I Actually, that's I think one of the few games that I haven't actually seen the entirety of. I just watched the highlights, but –
0: yeah, because job. every time you guys go out of town, we win 5-1 to one or Exa- 5 to Yeah, zero. it's
1: happened twice this year where yeah. when me and Chris are out of the state, we, they win 5-1. I'm okay with that. Maybe me and Chris just need to uh, – Chris Davis is who I'm referring to. But maybe me and Chris Davis just need to move out of the state. I don't know. Become uh, fans in Virginia maybe. I don't know.
0: There you go. Well, anyways, they, they, they kicked off the uh, – I don't know. What I, what I would call this section of the season would be the up and down section, the roller coaster, mm-hmm. because, you know, yes, they they had that huge win, um, but then towards the tail end of that, they had that long road trip where they had to face it coming off the heels of the Open Cup, which was also in this kind of middle of the season section. where Yep, a lot when, of games mixed up in yeah, there. Yeah, there was a ton of games, a ton of congestion, um, a lot of tired legs, I think. A lot of squad rotation as well, so that that Louisville mm-hmm. lost in there. A lot of that, I think, was due to squad rotation, guys not you know being comfortable playing with one another. I mean, that was the game where, um, if you remember, Joel Johnson started on the wing, and Castillo yeah. was at right back. Which, mm-hmm. which that, game were we referring to then? This is the Louisville game. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Louisville that was, was an interesting was weird, game. It was just we, a weird game. Yeah, um, and then even still, that you know, with the red card, which was complete. Bull crap. I, uh, We're gonna keep the language PG in case Louisville children refs, listening. But I don't know
1: where they're coming from. I don't know what they're paying them up there. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But just every time we go up there, there's a questionable call. And like, I'll admit, even as an independence fan, it was a foul. He fouled him. It's not a. It was not a yellow card foul. Yeah. It, was it was not maybe, even close. I it, would
0: was even bare, say it was maybe it was a yellow a,
1: card foul if he didn't have another one. No,
0: it was a borderline. But, I would say it was a borderline foul. But, okay, but so it may not even be a foul, is what you're saying? I, I've seen contact like that not called in this league. So yeah,
1: that, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I can agree. Especially with that.
0: when Enzo Martinez has the ball, I'll say that. <sighs> there's it, you have it's to really you have to really foul Enzo. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> there's definitely been some moments there in this season where people seem to be targeting Enzo uh, for oh, one. Oh, that's got to be
0: you know he's he's got a target on his back being a league. Finalist for MVP. I mean, that's yeah. just gonna, that's it's gonna, gonna, gonna happen, get you noticed man. no matter no matter what. But uh, again, an, another game in that portion of the season was the Tampa Bay Rowdies game where mm-hmm. we went down early, yep. 0-1 on the. Uh, I believe it was a penalty kick. Yeah, um, uh, Henry fouled somebody in the box. Yeah, which, I remember. Which we all were like, that yeah. was kind of a brain fart moment for Collinge. It because felt like it. With a player with his experience, I re- I remember the foul now that we. Now that you say that, mm-hmm. it was the, the guy was taking the ball kind of away from the goal, and yep. he just made a, a dumb slide yeah, tackle. Yeah, he, and he I, and stepped, in the guy, yeah, yeah.
1: it's
0: unfortunate.
1: But, but they converted the foul, uh, and then... Dennis
0: Castillo had his coming out party.
1: Yeah, that was such a funny moment. So I've had an interesting time with uh, saying that players aren't very good. <laughs> um, going into last season, I remember the first game, and I distinctly remember turning to Chris and saying, Caleb Calvert cannot win the ball in the air, and he's over six foot. What is wrong with him? And all of a sudden, he goes crazy, and now he's in the MLS. At halftime, I don't know why, but... I I, remember you were mad. I was really angry with Castillo. I was questioning whether I should have been on the field. And then he scores two goals. So maybe I just need to call out the whole roster. I don't know. Yeah. But it was really interesting in that game. And he scored two goals in five minutes 55th or 51st minute and the 56th minute. And the Rowdies at that point, that was before they kind of went on a a losing streak or they couldn't seem to win. And I think they were second or third.
0: Second or third. I can't remember. They were in a good run of form. Like Mm -hmm. that was a. We ended up giving up that late goal.
1: Yeah. (sighs) 83rd minute goal. And that was.
0: That was one of those games where we also felt it was a it was a draw that felt like a loss because it did, yeah. we really from the second half on we controlled that mm-hmm. game so well that was yep. one of their best performances I think a lot of people said that that was the best game they had played to that point absolutely yeah year, we played really but, well when you talk about you know the quality of their opponent um, the quality of soccer that they played in that game and. We're kind of going out of order here because I think that was yeah. actually before the Louisville game. But anyways, it was, that but was it's all right. We're just going over things as we as we remember them. But that was another <laughs> game where we saw the potential
1: of the team. Oh yeah, that's one thing. Is and it was as much as the season had been up and down. It was is even though we tied, which at the end of the game I was I was happy with looking back on that. Especially where we are now, it would have been nice to get the three points there and. Really, we expect more of the independents at this point. I feel like, as a fan, uh, and as we may expect a little like a too much
0: too. Maybe uh, we may be on the side. Not the not. We're not unrealistic, but we we see how good they have played. Oh yeah, and so we know they can do it. So when they don't, we get we're disappointed.
1: Oh yeah, and that would kind of go into the next game. Uh, jumping over the Louisville game that we already talked about. That FC Cincinnati game going up to uh, Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, that huge crowd that they have, uh, we scored – that game, we started, and I remember specifically the road games we had played before that. We always kind of started disjointed. I always had that Rochester game in the back of my head, I guess you could say. But we started really well against them. Like it was probably the best away game we had played or started uh, all season, I would say. And, and Alex scored what I think was his first goal of the season uh, in the 18th think, minute. I'm pretty sure I it was his first you're goal. Right.
0: I, but I don't want and to it say was, for sure. Yeah, it was.
1: It was well deserving. He's played great this year, and we'll we'll, we'll certainly discuss him later on because uh, he deserves it. He's been playing phenomenal for us. And then, unfortunately, 45th minute. Um, not even a lapse by our defense at all, I would say. It was just a really good play by uh that uh Justin Hoyt up in Cincinnati a veteran guy, if I'm not mistaken. He just made a really good play. He made a really good goal, got a pass Mazell. And then that game was was interesting too because Enzo got two yellows for uh descent. Yeah, descent, and the second one yeah. was in the 90th minute in stoppage time. In
0: stoppage.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the ref was doing. I mean, that was
0: a that was a weird road trip with referee. Yeah, I'm that pretty was,
1: sure they brought a Louisville ref to uh, Cincinnati. They're very close took, to each he other. He took the so. trip with the, with yeah. the Independence. Pretty probably. sure that's what happened
0: there. But, yeah, and then... That was the game that Wechter suffered his injury as well. Oh, yeah. Because that was... To that point, he had played every single game. He and Cody mm-hmm. had been the only players who had played in every yep, single game.
1: I remember that. And he had been um, playing fantastic up until that he point. Really he really had. He progressed every game. That was, did not look like a rookie at all. He
0: really stepped up in the absence of Bilal Duckett. Absolutely, um, yeah. Like, I think that that middle section of the season where we were playing without Bilal, mm-hmm. without Wechter, I'm not sure where we would be. Oh, yeah. Because he played so well and he just get got better each game each game so i hate yep. that he got injured it was a next right. man up
1: mentality that's for sure he took yeah. advantage of his opportunity it's and it's unfortunate he didn't go down with the injury um i know we've heard from some people from the uh that he is practicing now he was even on the he roster was on the, last game, so for the last game now. so thank god
0: he's back healthy hopefully yeah but anyways that takes us to the um the beatless section of the season the beatless is what I will hashtag call it. beatless because that cincinnati game is where the beatless streak started <laughs> it is yep um and so this is really the exciting part of the season yep. this is when alex they, they just really smiled you can't see you
1: obviously can't hear that yeah on the, i've got the a recording. huge
0: smile on my face because this this portion of the season has just been so much fun to watch oh, i mean we had we opened the brand new stadium that was mm-hmm. fantastic that would have that alone would have been awesome.
1: I know. I, I was just excited for to go there, uh, especially going to what three different locations and as an independence fan for a little while here, not quite from the beginning, but almost from the beginning. Going to Ramblewood, going to UNCC, uh, going down to Winthrop. We never really. It always almost felt like an away game. I, I feel like, and, and you could, you could feel that the players. We're looking for something to to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they definitely had that uh, in Matthews. And we have that now, of course. And yeah,
0: I and mean, I think they've oh, said as great. much in interviews. They've said, oh, yeah. you know, how great it is to have a place that's really their home. It's got mm-hmm. their logo on the stage. Something to defend know. is is it's a good yeah.
1: it's a good thing and it's it's something to bring the team around. And that's one thing that I'll say that we've really done this this stretch here is we've we've found an identity, we've perfected that identity and everything's been coming together at once oh yeah uh, which is really difficult for other teams to stop because in this stretch i'm going to just look over here and
0: i mean we've i've i've said it almost after every game in our conversations with you know our our, on our independence chat yeah and um (laughs) with the soccer and sweet tea guys there's not a single guy on the team that's Get, you know, getting on the field that I can say is in bad form right now. Absolutely,
1: and everyone's that, progressing forward. In that's the, rare. It's so you look at the different lines of what we got with the back line, the midfield, the the attacking players too. The back line, I don't because even with Wechter coming back from his injury, I don't think we can shuffle that
0: honestly. They're playing so well; it would yeah. be hard to break up that lineup. Like yeah,
1: in in the especially in the midfield, we got Callum Ross doing fantastic. Uh, Lewis Hilton coming off the bench consistently, seventieth, eightieth minute. He's a workhorse. He's yep. electric. He's he's. he's the, I'm so glad we have him as a player. He's yeah. exactly what we need in that moment. Where maybe, uh, not that Callum's getting tired, but he needs some some time to rest, especially with all the games that we've been playing. Yeah, Lewis Hilton is consistent. He's. He's threatening too. Mm-hmm. Like he comes in on the 70th, 80th minute, yeah. just about every game.
0: I, I, and I say I he's it, a force to be reckoned with. Every by. game he comes in with the attitude of he's either going to take a shot on goal or he's mm-hmm. going to set up someone else to take a shot. Yeah, he's, he's not coming in just to see the game out, make some passes. Yep. He has such an attacking mindset, and I love that about him. Yep. Because. I, he's a fun player yeah, to watch he's he's yeah he's electric <laughs> um so you know they went six games unbeaten starting with the harrisburg game in matthews six um, game win
1: streak is what yep. that was yeah and, and then uh, just went, a great run of form there yeah the defense was solidifying Mazzel won. one well, cody we haven't even talked about how yeah, well cody we was playing about cody. because wow. he's
0: i don't i you know it's kind of escape me and how to describe the way he played in this section i mean yeah he was making save of the week even nominations mm-hmm. seemed like every weekend
1: week out he would have had one in this harrisburg game if first it had not one.
0: been for this the, for the weird... stupid wi-fi or whatever the issue yeah. was because he made that incredible <laughs> save off of the weirdest shot His any shot of us have cl- ever cross. seen yeah it's like not kick. quite. It, it, it wasn't was. quite a bicycle kick, but it was kind of an overhead. It was strange. I don't. I, I don't even but think. He,
1: and I yeah. saw. I, I think the angle was just. You right had where a I was better sitting. angle than I was. And I, I saw it, the the Harrisburg guy kick it, and I was like, "Oh God, that's gonna sneak in." And Cody saves it, and that's what he's done consistently. Like there's a ton of really good shots that teams will get yeah. on goal, and you think to yourself, once it's it's heading towards the box, it's gonna go in. Yep. It's gonna get knocked in. It's like even. uh, Not to jump ahead, but there's been a handful of times where, I mean, the the Pittsburgh game we played against them, Herzog, who's fantastic, had an opportunity, had a header, and you're like, okay, well, and no, he saves it. It's amazing. Yep. Um, Kicker's game, we really controlled against them uh, pretty handily. Yeah, they didn't. I I remember remember
0: you said they had like an insane number of shots, but very few of them were on target. Yeah, if I remember right, they. I know he did. Kinda... he did. some really good saves in that game too, though. Oh I remember, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that I think that was one of the games he was nominated for save of the week. If I'm not, yeah, I a, It's it. That, it's easier to name the ones where he quite hasn't been for some named. reason. But yeah. Anyways, he makes the incredible seem um, almost normal, if yeah. that's a way to put it. it's, he, it's like he's I'm making so these incredible saves, and we keep expecting at some point. They're gonna. Those goals are gonna start going in, but he just keeps saving them. Mm-hmm. Like he. There was that breakaway that the New York Red Bulls had, or Red Bulls too. Sorry, definitely not the Red Bulls. No. <laughs> um, just last weekend, early in the game, we could. We it would, I think it was like the twelfth, fifteenth minute, somewhere in it there. They had on, a breakaway yep. because Kalenji um, was great in possession. He was getting way upfield, yep. but then some, There was a quick turnover, and he was caught. Way upfield, and so yep. they had a breakaway, and Cody came out. He he made the perfect decision at the yeah. right time Kick to come off from his that line. Mistaken, right. Yep, C- yeah. cut off the angle, and made the save and kept it zero zero. Yeah, and that that was a kind of a game saving play very early on because it's the the independent style is hard to play when you're trailing. Oh yeah, because teams will just bunker in more. And it becomes harder to break them down, and Mm -hmm. I mean we've seen that when they when they struggle, it's usually because they've given up an early goal. uh, Yeah,
1: that stretch there was really interesting too, because our our top four guys up top: Jorge Herrera, Enzo Martinez, Alex Martinez, and David Estrada. It almost felt like every other week they were trading off,
0: you know, braces and goals and assist goals.
1: Just there was so much connectivity between where they needed to be and how they were breaking down the defense. And I was really glad we beat Rochester, especially towards the end of that game. I was getting a little bit scared when uh, we gave up that penalty uh, with the handball from Joel Johnson. Just a a fluke play, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a little bit scared at that point because there was no way that I wanted to even tie with that team. Um, All respect to Rochester, but yeah, I wanted to beat them, which we did. Luckily, we took that momentum and uh, we had a quick turnaround. Had a game three days after in, against the. That was the July Fourth game. Yeah, the, July the 4th. Independence Day. There yes, a, a
0: <laughs> lot of puns on that. Yeah, I, I definitely got suckered into using one myself. So I won't, you know, I won't bash anybody. The, and then they, it's hard not to like a good pun. Oh, I love puns, but then they rolled over St. Louis. That game. We, we were both there for that. It was fun. I was not there for that one. That oh, was that's one, right. Yeah. I was, I, that was I the forgot. second
1: one of the season where was, me and Chris were out of the state. The 5-1 yep. to one streak continued there. Yeah, <laughs> I for, totally forgot. My bad. Yeah, but that game, I remember seeing the highlights. I don't think I watched that one live. But, yeah, we controlled that game. Um, yep, from start to finish. And they have finish. some
0: attacking players, too. Well, they were and in the middle of that uh, stretch where they hadn't scored a goal and yeah. it, they, they went more than 400 minutes without scoring a goal. Yeah, they did. Um, so they were – we caught them at the right time. We did, for yeah. For sure.
1: And that game was so weird too because going into it, I thought – doing the previews for uh, for SNST, I thought we were going to – I was a little hesitant to think we were going to completely roll over them. Even I thought they our, were finally going to
0: – I thought someone was finally going to give us a test in yeah, this run. I
1: thought they would too. Um, um, but that was not the case. They started a different goalkeeper. uh Oh, I can't remember his name, but they didn't start the Grinwis, who's been playing really well for them oddly, which I was completely fine with. Same thing kind of happened with the Rochester game. They hit a different lineup oddly enough. Um, but yeah, we took advantage of that opportunity, one five, one again. Uh, and then of course we the not the most recent game, but the,
0: that New York Red Bulls two game, uh, we held off three2. Yeah, that was a that was um, the end of that game, I think we kind of saw. I don't know if it was a mental lapse or if it was more of a physical lapse. You know, they played a yeah. ton of games with the same lineup mm-hmm. um, in succession. And so I don't know if – it could have been a combination of both. Um, it really could have been. There's like a lot of just games tired. Legs. Legs. We started the same when lineup you, too. When That's you get one tired, you, your brain moves a little slower. So the, yeah. it, that was a – the end of that game was kind of wacky. You know, they're still – we still don't know if that second – goal ever really crossed the line yeah that we're but still it, trying to figure out what's at going the, on with that. at the end of the day we won the game we so won the game we got three points we got the, we got the three got points away
1: victory for us yeah um, went to harrisburg it's always nice
0: and then uh in our last episode we really broke down the harrisburg game mm-hmm. so we won't really yeah, we'll break that too one too down much. it was a it was a solid road point and that catches us up to today, mm-hmm. uh, the Charlotte Independents are in second place in the East. Second place. Which is higher than they've ever been before, if yeah. I'm not mistaken.
1: I don't think I would have, even as a self-proclaimed indie optimist, I don't think I would have said we would have been in second place. Well, I mean, early in, the, in the, season, season, beginning of the season, you wrote
0: a piece <sighs> called like Independence Doomsday. Yeah. Where, like, where are you? Where is the Doomsday, the Doomsday Day clock
1: on the, for the Independence? Again, it was after that Rochester game. Yeah,
0: we were all freaking out. We were like, Cause... we don't have a striker. Oh, we can't yeah. score goals. Mm-hmm. We're giving up 18 goals a game. Like, what are yep. we gonna do? And then now we're in second place. So yep. it just kind of shows the mentality of the team. They don't give up. You know, they they they're out there to grind. Yep. So th- they got down early and they have fought their way back and and. Yep. The way the schedule was set up was not really friendly for no. us. I mean, we played uh-uh. not only – Considering
1: how many games we had played where we were – because there was one point – We, were, oh we oh had God, like four games
0: in hand on most of the league yeah. at one point. Yeah, and the we were season. in last and place and probably we like, this is this a lot of even that. right.
1: Like, it looks like we're, I mean, we are in last place, but we're nowhere – we shouldn't yeah. be there. And, that, and the, the one thing that's really nice about our team too is we, kind of what you said. Uh, we have a really strong mental toughness. And there's a lot of respect with playing for the independents that that can't be can't be found anywhere else. I don't think. And you can't you can't how do I say this? You can't teach that to players. Like you have to yeah. you have to earn that. And it's been beautiful to watch this team progress and be where we thought they should have been uh, all season, uh, and,
0: and holding on to second place now. Yeah. yeah, and I think, like you said, there's a lot of buy-in. They they buy into the system. They everybody accepts their roles for the most part and they, they don't, I, I, I very rarely see pouting or anything, you know, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody ever throws a tantrum when they get taken out of a game, like, yep, and I, and you know, even if players do that, it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, sometimes you just yeah. get emotional and whatnot, but, but they, you know, like we've said, and I think we said this in the last episode, they, they play for each other a lot, yeah. you see that, they they're a true... They're a very close-knit team. You can see that on the field. Absolutely, yeah. But um, second place going into Wednesday night against the Richmond Kickers, who... Interesting team there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, er, they... Where are they in the standings? They are 14th out that, of yeah. 15 They've been sitting at
1: 15th for a little while there because they had... Well, they haven't won. They won last night yeah, against they were on the Steel. They had won since streak. April before that. Wow. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. It's been a, it'd been a while. Because I remember when I did the preview before, they hadn't won in the longest time. And they still haven't won since then. And yeah. they tied a handful of games here and there. But the kickers seem to be on the uptick possibly. I mean, it could be an aberration. I,
0: I don't know what to think of Bethlehem Steel, I, honestly. Well, I, they're right now they're sitting in sixth place. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, just a few weeks ago, they were second or third.
1: Yeah, so similar. I think they've been as high as fifth is the highest Oh, there, really? if I'm not mistaken. Okay. They, they, Maybe they haven't been quite that high, but last year, I remember they, if I recall, they were sitting around the playoff spot, but then they kind of tailed off. They tied a lot of games last year, if I'm not mistaken. They were, they were an expansion team last year, though, so mm-hmm. you kind of, it's understandable, but they've got some good players there in the steel, and I know um, their goalkeeper, McGuire, if I'm not mistaken, he was in the... I mean, Restrepo is probably going to get it out in San Antonio FC, but he was in the contention in the in the little graphic, if, not, if it means for anything, for uh, <laughs> goalkeeper of the
0: year. Oh which yeah, the, is, the, which is admirable. What is it? Yeah, the Golden Glove. I think Golden is what they call Glove. It. Yeah, Golden Glove. That's which what is, they call it. I think don't they? They just choose it based on like goals against. I think yeah, per goals game, against which, average. If I'm not which mistaken. I think is not the best way to evaluate a goalkeeper because <sighs> yeah. there's only so much they can control about exactly. the goals per game. But that's another argument for another time. It's, yeah, but. Um, so yeah, Richmond, uh, was it last night, Saturday night, they yep, beat last night. Bethlehem two. Um, I caught the highlights before we started recording and from, from the four minute highlight package that USL put <laughs> together, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. It looked like Richmond really dominated the game and they were playing yeah, at home. I would say so. I, I, they, I caught a good bit of that game. Um, they had a ton of shots. Not, I think it was like. Eighteen shots or something like that. Really? Okay, I know they never weren't. Quite and the and stats, I think but, I think yeah. only about half of them were on target. But that's because Still they a take a ton of shots from distance, mm. like like a lot. I remember that when they played against us. I think I don't know if it's they just get frustrated, Possibly. or if they're or if it's like a strategy with with their coaching staff where it's if you get a shot a shooting opportunity, you take it and. In this game, two out of the three goals they scored were long range. Mm. Uh, and, one, and the last one um, was the game winner.
1: Yeah, it so, was a gorgeous goal. Just snuck it past the goalkeeper on the far left side. Yeah. Um, so maybe we have an opponent we may need to worry about. I don't know. Well, uh, at, I
0: mean, we got the shutout against them the last time we played. Yeah. Um, it was 2-0, and it kind of felt like it should have been 4-5-0. Oh, but yeah. at, I do remember they had – um, who was it? Uh, is it Durkin? Chris yeah. Durkin. Chris Durkin. He played really well. Yeah, I remember. He's he also, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, he also had a teenager tantrum. I remember yeah. when uh, he was he he, you could tell he was he got a yellow card. With, with he kind of got into situation it with, going on with um, with Alex Martinez. I think Alex kind of baited him into that <laughs> yellow card. Um, little, uh, a little competitiveness there. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that though. But wh- what do you think they can expect as far as a result on Wednesday night?
1: Um. See, originally, I've been looking at this stuff the last couple days, and I thought we were just going to blow them out. It was <laughs> going to be a not even like a 5-1 situation, but like a 4-0, a 3-0, yeah. and really control that game. Considering they just got their first win in a long time, and they're going to want to build on that momentum, yeah. I don't know. I think we need to worry about them. I think they're a team that they... <sighs> They have such a storied history there up in Richmond. Um, yeah, they're part of
0: the uh, old guard shield. I yeah, it's that's, that's what they call it. Yeah, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is
1: really cool. Yeah, it's a great name. But they, I don't think they're going to be where they are at the end of the season. Um, so by no means do we need to overlook them, I don't think. Them, yeah. them being in the 14th spot, I don't think will be indicative of
0: where they're going to end. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll still beat them. I mean... Do you think... You think it'll be a close game now? Now that you've watched them play more recently, and they've kind of, they've had a maybe a confidence boost in getting a, a big win?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it'll, if we were to win by more than a couple goals, I'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, if we were to, if we win, we'll be tied for first place, which will be fantastic.
0: Yeah, which would I don't think any of us would have seen coming no. after the, the loss to Rochester. Not at all. Uh, that's
1: a beautiful moment right now we have, and the fact that we, I think we'll win. So I think we'll be a, we'll have first place tie for first place with Charleston. I hope so. At the I, end of the game, I,
0: I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to win as well. Yeah. Uh, but but seeing them the way they played, and again they were at home, mm-hmm. and they're going to be traveling on a sh- on short rest. Yep. So you have to take that into account, and we didn't play this weekend. And they also just was, played against Swansea nice. a
1: couple days ago.
0: Oh yeah, they had a friendly. You're uh, right. Yeah, I believe that was Thursday. Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it was a couple days ago. So they probably didn't a play a lot of, of their first team. Or well, I, I don't I know. I didn't. So. I didn't yeah. pay much attention. I to that. I know
1: Frank Taiu, uh one of their strikers, played a good, but he scored the only goal. And they, they do had.
0: have somebody who's still suspended. Hmm. This game, I forget his name. But they one of their starters, one of the starters okay. th- from the last time we played Richmond, um, got a three-game suspension. Mm. I think for yellow card accumulation or red or violent conduct or something like oh, okay. that. Okay, that makes sense. Um, kind of similar to the player from St. Louis who kicked Lewis Hilton. Oh, okay, um, so yeah. So I think it was a similar situation. That makes sense. Um, but anyways, they'll be playing on short rest with at least one guy. Not available because yeah. of suspension. So it'll be
1: interesting to see. I think it'll be a more competitive game than the last one we played. Yeah, I, I could think see that. Still win. I, 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 I think that. I think that's
0: them. acceptable. I, I don't think we should expect to go out and roll every team in the league. Yeah. Um. I think we've done that for portions of the season. Um, but I. I don't know how sustainable that is, and that's not a knock on our guys. No. But they're playing at probably the peak level that they can play mm-hmm. they are scoring goals left and right i mean jorge herrera has we haven't even talked about him no we? but we're, yeah. we'll get we'll get there trust me he will be mentioned in he podcast. will be mentioned probably right here <laughs> um we're gonna kind of shift gears into our mid-season awards yeah a lot of good things to go over here. um and for the first award um uh, mid-season mvp uh, my choice is jorge herrera Oh,
1: see, we didn't talk about that.
0: That's, no, exactly that's the one we didn't MVP MVP talk about. Is. Okay, yeah.
1: yeah. So this is going to be a gushing moment. We're going to talk about yep. Jorge Herrera.
0: Hip hip, Jorge. Yeah. So, you know, I talked about this last game or on the last podcast, but he just he won't stop scoring goals. Yeah. He's he's been in the right place at the right time, mm-hmm. a lot. That's one of the. Yeah,
1: he, he, I wrote down a couple words to describe him. Yeah. he's opportunistic. He always seems to be
0: in the right place oh, yeah. at the right time. And I think that's, I think a lot of that is just veteran savviness. He's absolutely, yeah. he's been playing the game for so long that there's probably no situations on the field that he doesn't know where to be or he's yeah. not there, or he hasn't been in before. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that, I mean, you see that with his conversion rate. He's, yeah. he's got 11 goals on 12 or on uh, 22 shots, I think, yep. I think he's, yeah, that's right. Twenty-two. And I'm sure 22 that's gonna shots. tail off,
1: but fifty percent. Oh yeah,
0: fifty is probably shots
1: are going in the goal But and past the goalkeeper. That's then good. again,
0: we we did say we said that several games ago that he, you know he can't stay this hot, I, it's and so he's weird. still scoring every game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I think he's gonna continue to start towards. I mean, Siaj is great, and we'll talk about him later on, but. It's interesting from last year to this year, the difference in Herrera. Mm-hmm. Because last year, he was a super sub. He came in the sixth, like after the 65th minute, almost almost every time, 69th, 70th minute. And that was a role that he seemed to be doing really well. And it and was th- a good role.
0: And I think last year, the team was kind of more set up for him to be more of a difference maker off the bench. Yeah. like
1: Different roster, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, completely different. I mean, you talk about they don't have the two forwards no, that they yeah. played most Brian Brown, of the year and Kane, last year Calvert
1: are off on other teams um, now.
0: so they've kind of had to change the way that they play yeah. and and he has stepped up huge i mean yeah. and, and this is not to take anything away from Enzo Martinez either no yeah because if if we had done this podcast i don't know 3 weeks ago we might have said Enzo Martinez was the yeah, team MVP but true. Herrera has just come fantastic. on yeah and he You know he's so he's he's second on the team in goals and he but he's I think he's like fifth in the league and or fifth in the Eastern Conference in goals. Yeah, he's up there. He's fourth. He's fourth behind Jorge.
1: Yep, I know he's up there. He's oh I know he's tied. He's tied for
0: fourth with uh, Brandon Allen, who just was loaned to uh minnesota minnesota yep of the mls so he will
1: i don't think he'll be playing in the usl any longer and he's been he's been great he won rookie of the year last year in the usl yeah uh was a main Mario oh sorry no you're fine he was a main point of their uh championship run last year for the the red bulls too but uh
0: but yeah Romario Williams is he in first he's in first with 14 goals and he's still at the gold cup so he's missed he's missed several games yeah, and I think Charleston's definitely missing him. Yeah, they that's are. one They've thing that's in interesting
1: row. to keep an eye on the last, the next couple games. I, but, I mean, he'll be back by the time uh, we face them again in oh, September. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: he'll be back. He may be back next week. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Or I don't know when Charleston's next game is. I think Aaron said they play Wednesday. So yeah. he won't be back Wednesday because unless they uh, lose, I think they play tonight in the semifinals against Mexico. Is it I, was a I, was, I, I, I think it's, I think game it's game tonight was. or this afternoon. It'll be an interesting game to oh, watch. Oh, we're recording on Sunday, by the way, so yes. that's not going to make a whole <laughs> lot of sense uh, when you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. or Thursday, even.
1: Or whenever you listen. Whenever
0: you listen, yeah. <laughs> so we we should probably say. What uh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. That's all right. Anyways, so mid
1: season yeah, MVP is Jorge. Jorge so We both agree for the on both that. Of one. us, yeah. Okay. He's, I just think that. Where we were in the season before he started starting consistently, we needed a veteran to go in there to keep to calm the guys down to keep them focused on the end goal and he's done exactly that well I he's, think it he's was been phenomenal
0: It was when he and Enzo started up top together It's mm-hmm. kind of when and I, I can't remember if the Red Bulls win was the first time they started up top together. I, I think it like was um, I know he started that game, right? He yes, they both okay. started that game. I think Herrera had a goal and an assist in that game. I think I, I know he scored yeah. the equalizer, and I know I almost he, assisted. he scored two goals. But I know maybe he you're assisted right the on the um, <laughs> the go ahead goal. The, and so it, anyways, that's a little I'm trying to find that too but deep. This foot mob app is but going they
1: slow. he yeah, it was just the one goal. But I know he, I think he even won like Player of the Week that week. I know he was
0: uh, player. He remember. was uh he was in the starting eleven for that for a uh, team of, team the, of week, the week is what i'm trying to remember but yeah, i can't he, that was i think that was the first game they started together and i think that was that game made it very clear that that needs to be the two guys up top yeah. and they i don't you know we won't go into what positions they're playing they're both kind of forward midfielder combos they're both yeah. trek artistas
1: yes they so are on top of their game and really they haven't I mean, Harrisburg kind of slowed him down, but that's, I don't know. We've already talked well, about that. Well, and before.
0: and like we keep saying, you cannot stop Jorge Herrera. You can only hope to contain him. Yes. that <laughs> I think that's a good thing, good way to end that one. Yes, absolutely. So moving on to the next award, uh, we're calling this award Most Improved, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the best name, but we couldn't come up with anything yeah. better. So it's not necessarily a player that was bad last year. Yep. Uh, but it's a player who maybe we didn't realize was as good as they are. Maybe like... Is that a better way to put yeah. that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a buzzword, but because when you to mind. talk about most improved, when you were in th- maybe in like, our favorite player in like of the like year, youth terms, the midseason, yeah. yeah, like when you think, when I think of like growing up, if you won most improved on on your youth team, it was yeah. kind of like a backhanded compliment, yeah, it almost in the that was, you weren't
1: good to begin with, exactly. which is by no means either yeah. of the players we're about to talk about.
0: So, uh, my most improved is Estrada, yeah, uh, David Estrada. And, and my my reason for that is, before he started um, being consistently put in the starting lineup, we were really struggling. Yeah, and then and that was another and experimental I, point of season two with I think, that was, I, with think Spies. I think Coach Jeffries just wanted to see what <clears throat> Spees could do get with with significant minutes. Yeah, and I was interested to see what I think uh, we Spies yeah we, we were he, all interested. He did well. There's no doubt about
1: that. He's he's progressed this season, but.
0: He doesn't give us what Estrada gives us. No, it, and it, it, the yeah. veteran
1: leadership he's got is coupling alongside what Herrera does. He, David Estrada, flows around the field in a really precise way. Mm-hmm. I spe- like I, I noticed that especially in the Harrisburg game, he was all of a sudden on the left side, and it was we, yeah. He and, he and so Alex much, switch a lot. It's hard to put speeds in that situation. I think yeah where he's not quite a rookie but he's a younger player mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah that, that makes sense yeah
0: but yeah he's he's got four goals which um he's on pace to break his record from last year which mm-hmm. was he scored six goals last year Yep, he's filling and, a void we have we, and a he's void had, from last year than that he's had. had several shots just miss as well so mm-hmm. like he's he's come close and Despite not having a single assist, which I find really surprising, That's amazing I'm he he leads too. the team in second assists, which USL doesn't keep track of. Um, MLS I think is really the only soccer league that hmm. tracks second assists. Yeah. In um, I think them. it's but it's they don't. A valid I think point. they they count sec- they count second assists just as a regular assist like in hockey. Huh. Um, it's not a separate category. MLS does that. Yep. So oh. which I don't, I don't. I think it should be a separate category because it's not the same. No, uh, But it, it shows that, that, that he's involved in the buildup mm-hmm. just as much as some of these other guys. He just doesn't – his pass is not always the final pass.
1: Absolutely. I think he's a player that, as my most improved player I'll talk about here in a moment, he's a player that may not fill the the stat category very much, mm-hmm. but if you watch games, he's a key part of our offense. Yep. And without him, it would be, it'd be a, a different team. Yep. There's no doubt about that. So, So who's your most improved player then? So my most improved prayer, player blah, blah, blah and that has really he's impressed me every game and it's just fun to watch him is Alex Martinez. He he makes guys look silly consistently. Mm-hmm. He is incredibly fun to watch. Yeah, he's such a skilled dribbler. And I even last year I think he only played a handful of games last year. Don't quote me on that. Because he was going through some injury type situations and just didn't quite make it into the roster, the starting 11 very consistently. But he's been playing really well this year. I think it's hard; it's really hard for me to pick an MVP, even though I do think Herrera is uh-huh. the MVP, because I think if you take Alex Martinez and any of our top four guys out of that team and put someone without their skill set, we're not going to be as good as we are. We're not going to yeah. have the same... Camaraderie. We're not going to be a, our offense is not going to flow as well. And mm-hmm. Alex Martinez is really he's a really threatening. He's got speed when he needs to be.
0: He yeah. can he can stop when he needs to. He's he's a a major facilitator. Yeah, he's second on the team in chances created with nineteen. Yep. Yeah, he <sighs> and he's second on the team in assists with four. So he's definitely he's definitely one of the most creative players we have mm-hmm. as far yep. as he creates shots on goal and he creates assists so Mm -hmm. yep he's just great to watch and he
1: it's been really nice to see him come back this season and make a huge impact it's it's fun to watch stories like that and you really want to see players like that that are putting in the time excel on the field and he's doing it he he's he's a
0: great part of our team right now yes he is all right. This award is gonna. I'm kind of gonna defer to you for this award. Okay. Uh, but is the player we miss the most from last year? Which is not, I guess, an award, but.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know. I guess it's like a. Yeah.
0: It, it's It could thing, just be for off the field, like personality reasons, or mm, or is this true. more? I don't. I, I, I'm since you kind of chose this one for me. Yeah. Since I wasn't super hardcore into the team last year, I couldn't really contribute to this award. So why don't we go ahead and give, us, yeah, like, give you. me your answer.
1: So the player, I feel like if if I had to take one player that we lost last year and bring him to the team now, it would be Caleb Calvert. Um, there's no doubt about it. It's it's great that he's doing things in the MLS, and then he's starting off and on for the, the Rapids. He, de, he deserves that because he played phenomenal last year, and his progression was beautiful to see. But his that tall striker that we can cross the ball into is something we're missing. And I think he would be a valued add at this point. Yeah. Um, similar to what we, we honestly do have in Siaj, he's just not getting as much starts or well, time, given Herrera's excellent play a yeah. play a game here. But Caleb Calvert is a player. It's going to be really cool to see him progress, just as much as because it's been a couple years that uh, uh, Dominic Baggi for the Rapids, who used to play for – the independents, he's been doing great. He's just scored and tied up uh, the game against oh, uh, Toronto. That's who they played. Yeah. He uh, he scored a goal. He's consorting consistently this year. He may even be the leading scorer for the Rapids. Marlon Hairston. done wow. Whoa. I fumbled through that, that name. I mean, he does have nice hair. Hairsten. Yeah. <laughs> but Marlon Hairston is another Independence player that he played for us for a little while, and he's been doing great. He's been doing great up there. I think he uh, starts consistently, consistently. Yeah, I think he basically starts whenever he needs him to. Yeah, and Castillo uh, is kind of
0: broken into the starting eleven mm-hmm. for them. Yep. I think that's one of the biggest uh, compliments to our coaching staff and our in our team is yeah. that when Colorado sends a guy here on loan, mm-hmm. they usually end up in the starting eleven for yep. the Rapids, and they after only that. get better. I mean, you can yeah you can see. Castillo,
1: he had that two goal game and just played really well in the position
0: that he needed to be in. And then he was gone. Then he yeah. was in the starting he starting. S- well, he, he also us. played for the. He started for them in the U.S. Open Cup and played really well. Yeah, he yeah, got he, he had, got a, had, a goal,
1: assist in the goal. I think he had a was? goal and an assist yeah.
0: in their uh, comeback win. I don't remember which round that, remember that was. Who, yeah, it was. I think it was the first round where the MLS is in, which is yeah. like the fourth or fifth round, fourth or fifth, whatever, round, something like that. But he. That that between his performances in Charlotte and then the performance in the, the Open Cup, I think they saw, his progression. Yeah, and they his form was peaking, and they wanted, and it. they
1: decided to bring. Him Kudos back. To them. It's a great partnership MLS and USL has well, in that case. It's
0: great for the MLS team. Let's yeah, just, let's I, just be honest. I have it's my own. I have my own qualms with it. the hashtag one club movement. Yeah, that they try to push, and I I understand it. They want to you know we, we, whatever i i'm happy for the players to get their shot you know mm-hmm. that's they deserve it when they get called up you know i hate to say no stay in usl and play for us like you know but but some of those guys we could use and if they're yeah. not being used in colorado i would like to see them here but anyways uh our next award is the player we expect to break out in the second half and uh this award do we have the same player for this i i think we do
1: Um, I don't even know who I wrote down for this. Okay, well, I'm going to go first. first. Uh, I I literally have written down here, second half breakout player. And and it's a blank. There's a comma, but that's obviously not a player's name.
0: So my uh, player that I expect to break out in the second half is Jaime Siash. He has, he's only played 73 minutes thus far in the season, but he comes into the game and he makes an impact immediately. Yeah. So regard he's, only got 73 minutes, and I don't have all the stats in front of me, but he's got at least one goal, and I know he's hit the bar, I think, twice. Yeah, I think then, he's hit, yeah, so he's trying he, to hit
1: every bar before he scores
0: another goal, I think. Yeah, isn't that a, that's probably a training game that they play. Yeah, I, like. I think it is, yeah, I think it is. Hit all three posts. Um, He, but he's got, he's got speed to kill, he's probably the fastest player on the team. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to see somebody line up and do like a foot race. I would race. say
1: Johnson's probably our fastest player. Yeah, I would like to see. Yearwood's him. really fast too. I would like to I see would... those three in a foot race. Yeah, Yearwood, Johnson, and Siaj need a race.
0: But he's so threatening when he comes into the game because he comes on. He usually comes on late, mm-hmm. and and because of our run of form, he's been coming on in games that are basically the result has already been decided. Yeah. So we haven't really seen. I think the impact that he can have on a absolutely. game because I think he's a player that can be a, a game changer, a super sub, if you will. And, because and absolutely. Because I can see in a tight game, like a one-to-one game in the 75th minute where the back line's getting tired, you put his speed on and his size. Yeah, and that's he's the got thing. skill he's, he's got skill oof. with the ball too. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of got a little bit of everything that you need to be a quality a quality forward. Absolutely. So they can he can get behind the defense or they can play it into him from from outside. Yep. Um I think we might see that later in the year when we do start to play There'll close be a player games. player watch the second half that's we, for sure. I mean it, it's kind of weird we haven't played many close games.
1: No. That's one thing that oof, I was a little concerned about that Red Bull game not to yeah, take that take three was... steps back, but there's a lot of our games in this streak have been decided pretty early mm-hmm. um so there hasn't been as much tension there right um but yeah i think Siaj will be a, an absolute player to watch he's such a cool combination of size speed skill and he's really strong too mm-hmm. like that he's i i really hope we keep him for next year too i'm just gonna say that now we need to make that happen
0: Okay, yeah. that, that's jumping way ahead. Jumping way ahead, yes. <laughs> so, do you have a different player to watch for in the second half, <gasps> or, is, or is yours the same? Is yours Siage as well?
1: Mine would, I don't. Mm, no, I mean, not that I think he won't be a, a second half breakout, but honestly, I think, I'm going to take some time because I really think it needs to be said that Austin Yearwood has taken some really good strides these last couple games.
0: Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that.
1: I didn't watch the NCFC game live, but I think that was the first game he really started. And I, I remember him joining the team last year, and I don't. I think he played like two, three games. I think I know. I want to say it was even like that Swansea City game that he played in, uh, maybe even started in. But he didn't get a lot of reps last year. Uh-huh. And coming into this year, I w- I was interested to see him play. Yeah, That's where I'm trying to get to, and. He's really progressed nicely. Like, that NCFC game, he, he made some good defensive moves. He, he came – he's got some good speed um, to get back when needed to and, and to progress the ball too. In that NCFC game, I remember him – it looked like he wasn't necessarily confident – when he got forward, uh-huh. um, maybe even players weren't wanting to pass the ball to him because he wasn't just as comfortable, which is completely understandable. Well, he and had, they
0: they didn't they hadn't played with him
1: yet either. Exactly, you gotta you gotta have that rapport
0: uh, rapport.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but he has been really playing well on all sides of the ball. here recently,
0: yeah. Um, I think he had his, that cross that, for that, the New York Red Bulls two yep, game. Yeah, the second assist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second, which assist. which was, was such a good ball yeah. to, to hit it. I think he was probably running top close to top speed. Yep, and hit it on a dime. Perfect spot,
1: and then Herrera did his job to Enzo, and Enzo put it in the back of the net. And that's year one. I would be surprised if he relinquishes his starting position. Yeah, the rest of the season. Yeah, honestly,
0: I think I think we may see a little bit of a trade off between he and Wechter at left back because I think I think they really liked Wechter at left back to start the year, and I think that was Mm -hmm. the plan. Was to have a backline of uh, Johnson, Kalungi, Duckett, and Wechter. Very so true. I, but but yeah, like you said, Yearwood is playing so well; it's really hard. You, you don't want to break up that lineup. That's the thing is, I think um, I he, wouldn't be
1: disappointed if Wechter started over him. There's no doubt about that. Wechter yeah. has played fantastic. He's progressed just as well, if not better, maybe than Yearwood. You can yeah. you can make the argument for either one. I think. Um, but yeah, I think Yearwood. He he's fun to watch. And he, he's – I think he's really comparable to Johnson. I don't know if he's quite as fast as Johnson or maybe as confident on the ball oh, in where he puts I it. I don't know.
0: I think you might be underrating Joel Johnson a little bit. But Ooh, I, okay. I, 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 that's not an insult to Yearwood. Yeah. But Joel Johnson is our X factor. And, yeah. and maybe, that's, maybe that's, maybe not that's not an award.
1: But Johnson is like – if Yearwood can get to Johnson's level in comfortability in our offense – knowing where he needs to be and where the ball is going to go, and then his next move thereafter. Yeah. Just as our top four guys have been on top of their game and knowing where they need to be and just threatening everything on the opposing defense. Yeah. If that can... That'd be dangerous. It's going to be tough for anyone to stop us. Yeah. It's. I'm just... In my head, I'm thinking of all the scenarios. If if that happens, barring any injuries and no one... We get lucky, honestly, towards the end of the season. It's going to be really tough to beat us.
0: Yeah, lucky is the right word because it's going to be... Adversity happens. Yeah, and injuries, this is a a tough physical game. Injuries are inevitable. Yeah.
1: Um, Injuries, and, and one thing I just thought about is we may even get somebody... This is completely out a left field, but we could get somebody from the Rapids. They could send somebody down. That's true. And it could be a, a burner situation if no one's familiar with that, where we have to start him. Unfortunately, yeah. Which I, would, I really uh, hope doesn't happen. I would hate.
0: Oh, I would hate that. That would be one. We could of those, make a whole podcast. About that would be that. one of those one club situations that yes. goes against us. But again, save that for we'll cross that bridge if we get to it. Yes. But okay, <laughs> so our our final um, biggest or our final award, excuse me, is the biggest surprise. And we kind of have already started talking about this with, with Austin Yearwood. Austin Yearwood is technically not a rookie, but mm-hmm. he might as well be a rookie. Yeah. Uh, and so our biggest surprise, we both have the same one. It's just been the rookie class. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. And and we've already touched on on Siage, um, and we've kind of touched on Wechter. We haven't really touched on Callum Ross. We have not gushed and, on Callum Ross. And I think Callum Ross – might be the best of Ooh. the three, which is um, saying a lot. We're talking about Siaj Wetter, and Ross. Ross has really solidified. I mean, he's to me, he's basically solidified a starting role in this in this lineup. Unless yeah. there's just a big drop off in form or an injury, mm-hmm. I can't see any reason not to have him in the starting eleven. He adds a lot to our team, and it's it's interesting because.
1: He was Division Two, right? He yep, was, he played at Wingate. Wingate. That's I was gonna say Winthrop for some silly reason, but well. <laughs> uh, but he played at Wingate. He's Division Two. I remember when he got added on the team. And of course, all the other midfields be added off season for whatever reason. Yeah, but um, Lewis Hilton really came into his own at the end of the last season. Um, and I know we talked about I him think- earlier. I'm I don't think anyone would have seen that uh, Ross taking over for Hilton at all. And they're both great players. If if only we could play with 12 men, if that would be if a thing we could do. If we could play do, with 12 men. Um, throw, <laughs> I, don't, I think we'd get caught with that one probably, but Ross, is he adds a lot to our team. He does. His, his height and his ability to win the ball on goal kicks, on crosses into the midfield. And on top of that, something we were talking about before we started, what he does in the midfield to allow Davidson to control the tempo uh-huh. to move back into the defensive side so that Kalungi and Duckett or whoever our center backs can can do what they do and get to the side yeah. so that our offense can do what it needs to. It's hard to take that off the field. I, I would think. say
0: he's a player in the mold of a June Marcus Davidson. Very
1: similar, yeah.
0: And maybe kind Very of an, similar maybe, frame, maybe kind of an mistaken. understudy. You know? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. he's learning the tricks of the trade from a player who's Almost, he's 35, 36. I think he's the same um, age, around the same age as Herrera. He's Someone similar. who's played I feel like several he's a years. a couple years younger. At the top, uh, the top level in Japan and here in MLS.
1: Yeah, he played for the Whitecaps. He is 34. 34. Yeah. So he's got another guy. He's not guy 39. Who... <laughs> I've made that mistake before. But they're very similar body frames, too. And Davidson's great, too. He's, he's by no means a rookie. But yeah, he's probably wow. one of my favorite players on the team. I've been trying to get this through for like a year and a half now, but I call him the bearded gentleman because he's so <laughs> he's so cordial. I feel like he holds doors open for ladies, and he's so <laughs> silent and great. But he he's up there. I haven't updated this in a while, but he's up there as far as um,
0: passes per 90, and so uh, is Ross, too. He That's yep. been really impressive for him. That's what I think. I think – They kind of decided, because I think for a while they were trying to play with kind of one defensive midfielder. And Mm -hmm. and Ross is kind of a defensive, a second defensive midfielder, if you will. I would say so, yeah. He he gets forward a little more than Davidson does, but he's not looking to make runs into the box and score a lot of goals.
1: Which I thought he was going to start doing that back in that Harrisburg game, the first Matthews, where he almost scored a goal. Yep. He had a he had a run on the goal there.
0: That was a but great run.
1: Regardless, I, there's there's no denying that our scheme's been working. So hats off to Jeffries. And let's just take a moment to like appreciate what he's done this season oh, yeah. and bringing the players together because nobody thought with the roster we had, we'd be where we are. No. I don't not, think anyone even, would say – And we're some of yeah. the most
0: optimistic people. I don't think – between the three of me, you, and Chris Davis, mm-hmm. all three of us did not expect no. this. No, and I think we all look at
1: things with a glass-half-full mentality with the independents. But there was, I mean, obviously going back to that Rochester game, there was a moment where I was questioning everything, yep. which is why I wanted to to look at things for what they were last season, which is something I didn't do. I wish I would have known where we were at this point last season.
0: There's but, still time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that, that didn't make it through yeah. on the uh, microphone, Ben just typed. He didn't really type. He just yeah. banged on his keyboard. It's unintelligible gibberish uh,
1: with a couple of colons and things in there. But, yeah, uh, a lot of good
0: things are happening for the independents right now. It's a good time to be a fan for them. So let's kind of wrap this up. Oh, we were going to kind of go over our high point and low point of the season, but I think we've kind of already touched on our high points and low points. Um, so – As far as what to expect for the second half, I think right now the the goal should be second or third place. I think that's a realistic goal to set. Um, Obviously, set really high. Obviously, the um, the form that we're in now is probably not going to be sustainable for the entire season. Um,
1: Realistically, I don't think it can. No, um, I don't. It's given the amount of shuffling we're going to have to do at a certain point. Yeah, and and just um, to preserve players for the end is, of season and playoff games that will happen. Yeah, I think we're all under the assumption of that at this point. Not even assumption; that almost has a negative connotation to it. But I don't
0: know. So I think we're. I think we're looking at a second or third place finish with a home playoff game. I agree with that. And I think we. Have a team that is set up. I think we can do some damage in the playoffs because we have, yep. we've already shown if we can get, if we get hot, <clears throat> nobody in the league can touch us. I mean, we don't. I don't, think we don't so. technically know that because we didn't play everybody on this hot streak. We played all the good teams, though, to be honest with you, except for Charleston. Oh yeah, on the streak. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought you meant during the season. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think if we the bar right now. For me personally, is to host a playoff game at Matthews. I
0: think if they don't host a playoff game, it will be because of a serious injury or multiple injuries or It's reasonable. Or just a severe dip in form, which I don't expect. I, I think, don't expect I that it, either. It would be very disappointing at this point for them not to. But host I a mean playoff
1: things game. like what happened with Harrisburg happen. With the delay, yeah. it slows our momentum. We get the tie instead of what we felt like could have been a win very easily. Things like that happen. Yeah. Um, I, I think if we don't host a playoff game, I would be surprised. Honestly, I think that's where the bar is set. And I would even say, regardless if we, regardless to whether or not we host a playoff game, I want us to win a playoff game. Yeah. I think. I mean, last year we made the playoffs for the first time. We we all know how that ended. Um, I re- this team can win in the playoffs, I feel like. given, I would agree with that. Given who is going to make the playoffs at this point, I mean, the top five are pretty much a lock at this point. Um, Rochester is at seven right now, but they, I don't think they're going to stay there. They'll probably, I mean, they may get to fifth, but they don't have much of an attacking uh, team right now. So we'll see where that ends up. They'll make the playoffs. I don't know how they, they wouldn't. But top 5 are a lock. And I I would I would be I wouldn't be surprised if we were first at this point. Uh,
0: that's what I would love to see You wouldn't see be happen. surprised or it wouldn't be you wouldn't be like shocked. Cuz I would be surprised if we finished first cuz that would mean I wouldn't be shocked. That would honestly. mean Charleston would have to fall off a couple they would have to drop a few more games. Hmm. And we I mean we still play them two more times. So well, I mean, theoretically so, if we beat them twice, that's a six point swing. Yeah. So but I don't I don't know have, that we, we can beat have, them twice.
1: They still have two games on hand with us though. And we're that's down true. six points. So that's we true. could have a the only other thing about that too is Louisville is a dangerous team because they play really well. I haven't watched as many games of theirs as well, I like don't. They don't concede goals. Yeah, they don't concede goals at all. They yeah, yeah they've conceded the lowest
0: amount of goals. All right, we got to speed this up. I'm sorry. We are we're we're taking we're everywhere. Ta- yeah, we're taking too long talking about all these other teams and this is an independence podcast. Yep. So basically, we think the independents should host a playoff game and should win the playoff game. At least Absolutely. one playoff game. I think so. that's the bar they've set for themselves. Right? I think so, too. I think, I think, I think if you yeah. asked any of the players, I think they would have no issue saying the same thing. Absolutely. So, that is the midseason review and a brief preview at the second half of the season. Yep. Um, for Ben and myself, thank you so much for listening thank to us talk.
1: Much. It was a good amount of response uh, as far as viewership from our first I episode. Am, yeah, I am so I
0: surprised. Expect. I expected like six people to listen to it <laughs> and four of them to be members of my family. Yep. So uh, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank, um, thank you. And, and, and thank you, Charlotte Independence, for just being so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, once again, uh, find us on your favorite podcast app. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. Yep. And if there's an if there's a podcast app that we're not on, please let us know, and yeah. we'll get it up there. Just we'll, reach
1: out. Let us know what you want to hear about. Um,
0: yeah,
1: we love yeah. talking about the game,
0: obviously. Absolutely. And, uh, you so can tell by this lengthy episode. If you have opinions, we want to hear them. Reach out to us on Twitter. Like once again, those uh, those usernames are at TalkingJacks, no spaces. Um, Our email address is talkingjacks at gmail.com, and that about wraps up this week. We'll see you guys Wednesday at the Plex. Have a good one. Bye.